Here we go. You are listening to Rumination Thursday Law and Gospel on this June the 4th in the year of our Lord 2020. I'm Pastor Tom Baker, and with me on Rumination Thursdays is my co-host, Wes Reimnitz. Hi, Wes. Hi, Tom. How are you doing? I'm doing good. Did you get a lot of thundering last night? We sure had it in St. Louis. I didn't hear it, but uh, I know there must have been some because when it happens, our cab runs into the basement. Oh. So so the cab was in the basement, so somewhere it was thundering and lightning. Boy, that's something. That's good to have a cat like that. Well, what we're going to be talking about is something that's occurring in the country with the um, protests against the death of that young man and then the various individuals that are taking place. What happened is something that you found. About two weeks ago, we were talking about well, the, the illness that we have in the United States, and you had found some items that Martin Luther talked about in taking care of people, and they were really appropriate as to how we should do that when an illness, it had struck parts of Germany, and Martin Luther was right in the middle of it, wasn't he? Right, right, and... He talked about how the pastor should be there helping out as much as possible and ministering to those that were afflicted. He was uh, married to Katie Von Bowen, and there were times when she would have these ill people come to the house and help feed them, and they would have theological conversations, this sort of thing. Now, I don't know about in your area, but we as pastors are not permitted to go to a hospital to even visit our members right now. Yeah, that's about right. Uh, I know of some that are going, some people that are going in for medical uh, procedures in the hospital, and the family's not allowed to go with them. Yeah, they have to phone in to find out how things are going. Well, one of the things that I'm doing right now is I'm getting the phone numbers of the four congregations that I'm serving in Illinois. We're not having worship services or anything, but I'm phoning them privately to see how they're doing, give them a little spiritual strength, and just see if there's anything that we can do for them. I think pastors need to stay on top of that, don't you? Oh, yeah. In fact, uh They've opened up here in Illinois that they could go back to worshiping groups of 10 or or 25% of your uh, sanctuary. But uh, some of the churches are still going to shut down until the middle of, of uh, July and do their ministry over the Internet with worship services, devotions, Bible studies that uh, people could connect in with. Yeah, at uh, St. Paul de Pair. My home congregation, they have up to 400 people on a Sunday in four services. But you have to phone ahead and make an appointment. Right. I've heard that in other instances, too. Down in Kentucky, it's going on here in Illinois. It's the same same thing where they're setting up uh, appointments. And, and it's the same way with communion. They're setting up communion to 
so that uh, groups of several can can meet and receive the sacrament. Well, what we want to get into is the situation that is occurring right now in the country. Basically, in listening to the news, etc., there appear to be three kinds of people responding to the death of that man by a policeman. Uh, the policeman has already been charged with uh, murder, and now his sidekicks have also been charged because they didn't stop. Uh, I guess he had his knee on the man's throat, and uh, he suffocated him. But the three groups, the one group are those who are just saying that police need to be trained better, that when they have someone in handcuffs, etc., uh, they need to be more careful in that they don't put them to death unnecessarily. And I don't have any problem with that, and we're allowed to march uh, and, and deal with that. Unfortunately, among those who are marching, it, it's kind of interesting that one of the uh, readings for this Sunday is Jesus heals uh, Peter's mother-in-law. And then it says, when it got dark, people came to the house in throngs. And uh, the point that was being made is that darkness often increases the effects of illness. Like you can be at work all day with maybe a little headache and a stomach ache, and you're doing something so you can get through it. But when you get home at night, boy, that really hits you, and you got to take medicine, etc. And this is what's happening here. They put down curfews, but unfortunately, people aren't obeying those curfews, and they're still staying out when they're not supposed to. And some of them are going, and they think that it's appropriate to do stealing, uh, smashing down buildings, putting them on fire, shooting policemen. Uh, you're aware that four policemen in St. Louis were shot? Oh, my. It's yep. upward of four. Now, I read uh, or I heard an, uh, a report over the air over one of the talk shows, newscasts, that last year there were many um, people killed by police, but there were roughly 41 that were unarmed that were killed by police. Nineteen of them were white, nine were black, and 13 of other minorities. But uh, there's one other color that they forgot, and that was 89 blue, or police officers were killed. Right. That was just in last year. I know. Yeah, it's not easy. A lot of police forces are having problems uh, hiring police right now because of the fear on the part of the police. And, boy, you pull your gun out and, and shoot somebody, if you're a policeman, boy, you better have really good reason now doing it. And, and, and right so, now, yeah, right now with the rioting and uh, looting going on, they're, they're bringing in pallets, loads of bricks, and other types of Molotov cocktails and, and throwing them at police. So the, this has gone way beyond uh, a peaceful protest. Well, over 60 Sikh 
Secret Service agents have been injured as people were crowding around the White House. And I've got a question. I haven't had an answer to it. Uh, what's, what's that park right near the White House called? It's right across from the White House. Uh, oh, uh, yeah, there's a... Well, okay. Yeah, I know. They put a curfew on that. Right. Is that curfew for all people, or is it? Are you still allowed to protest peacefully during a curfew in that area? I didn't uh, catch it, but I think it was for all people because they couldn't tell the difference between. Right. What happens? What happens is peaceful people come along, and then right in be intermixed into are the rioters. Yes. Well, you did a great job in finding uh, numerous locations where Martin Luther talks about whether or not we as Christians have the right to a riot, or when, for example. Christians were being arrested, thrown to lions, etc. Is there anywhere in the Bible, uh, or in even Martin Luther, where therefore the Christians were permitted to go and burn down buildings and steal and this sort of thing? No. You know, yeah, there were roughly six articles that I ran across, not to mention some of his sermons that I wasn't able to uh, take a look at. But the six articles I looked at in the American edition, it was roughly over 200 pages of reading, and not a single instance does it talk about that. Uh, in fact, in one, one he says, they are starting a rebellion and are violently robbing and plundering monasteries and castles, which are not theirs. It's interesting, he points out, that uh, the rioting and the looting of other people's property, and uh, that's not a a right given to to mankind. Well, remember, the Pope had put a death sentence on Luther, and so some of his friends kidnapped him and put him in the Wartburg Castle where he was translating the Bible. But what happened is, uh, I think it was guys like Karlstadt started uh, talking about what you just said, rioting and such, and Luther came out of the Wartburg Castle to do preaching against that kind of thing. Where does this come from in, in the Bible, that Luther gets these ideas? Well, interestingly enough, one of them that he quotes is, is Luke 5, render under Caesar the things that are Caesar, that we owe a certain amount of allegiance to our, to our government to bring his peace and prosperity. So he uses that. He uses Romans 12 and Romans 13 to, to obey the government. And uh, also in Deuteronomy 16 and Deuteronomy 32, Matthew 7, Matthew 5. I mean, he's just quoting scripture all over the place there. Yes, and that's important for us to recall. Um, one of the things that did my heart good, there was a, I'm not sure what the store was. It might have been a, a liquor store or a hardware store. 
But what had happened is that friends of the owner came and stood guard in front of the store and wouldn't let the rioters near there. All right. Well, Luther himself said, I'm opposed to those who rise in insurrection, no matter how just their cause, because there can be no insurrection without hurting the innocent and shedding their blood. So he saw it as, he would see this writing in Lutine, uh, as it doesn't it doesn't hurt the, the guilty parties that they're after. It really hurts uh, the innocent. Well, in our situation, a lot of minority-owned businesses are being burned to the ground, etc. You know that that happened in Ferguson, uh, which wasn't far from where I live, years ago, and I could not understand why the police didn't get in there. But they were ordered not to by the governor, uh, mayor, and, and others because they were afraid of offending these individuals. And so they let them do the rioting, thinking that they would therefore uh, get it out of their system, which is absolutely ridiculous. Uh, yes, and you bring up an excellent point there. I mean, and, and Luther would, would talk about is that it is the duty of the rulers or, or the government in this instance, as you mentioned, the governor, the mayor, uh, to, to come in and to restore order, to protect the innocent, protect those that, that are not involved in this uh, melee of, of false uh, things. You know, it's interesting, too. Luther called this insurrection or what we call rioting and plundering going on right now and looting. He would call it an, an act of the devil that uh, it is the very devil himself trying to act like a mercy of per mercy uh, of perfection instead of uh, that he's behind us. That's a really good, important point to make. I've been listening to some talk radio, and uh, there have been some wonderful people on. Uh, they're not religious folks. They're not clergy or anything. But they're saying that what has really caused uh, the downfall in the United States right now is a lack of faith in God. And I was really surprised to hear that. Can you expand on that? Well, in, in Luther's concept there, he, he was talking about uh, that, as I said before, that this rioting, this looting, this insurrection, so to speak, is of the devil. And that makes perfect sense because you read in the Gospel of John, Jesus calls the, Satan the father of all lies. So, you know, uh, to set this up in that instance, but... Uh, uh, without God, anything's impossible. Is possible. I mean, you can go out and murder. There's no moral sense. You set up your own uh, moral resurrection. In fact, Luther would say insurrection is nothing other than being one's own judge and avenger. That is something that God will not tolerate. So, you know, uh, we set ourselves up as unbelievers as judge and jury, and it's only through through the triune God and 
the gospel, and he makes makes that a- emphasis as well. Is uh, the answer to this is is that we get out and share the gospel of Jesus Christ to to uh, right. these people. Now we as Lutherans are not opposed uh, defending ourselves if our bodies are being attacked. If somebody for example, broke into my house and my kids are there, uh, I have the right to defend myself. However, if they decide to run out of the house and run away, I am not permitted to uh, shoot them or, or do this sort of thing because now I'm no longer defending myself. They're actually running away from the situation. So these are guidelines that really do come from the Bible to a great degree because we are to love our neighbors as ourselves and therefore not to put ourselves in a position where we are working with the devil. Right. Yeah. Well, that's uh, another Luther article, you know, warning his dear German people, which he wrote in 1531, which uh, he, he said the same thing. If, if, uh, the government is lined up, or if rioters or looters come into one's home, you, you certainly can bear arms to reject that when, it, yes. when it, uh, your life is threatened. So, in a sense, the one who, of course, underwent the greatest loss of innocence was Jesus Christ. And... The particular religious leaders at his time were so angry at him that they resorted to violence, namely the crucifixion. And even Pontius Pilate had to admit, I find nothing wrong in this man. But he washed his hands of it. Why? Because he was afraid they would tell Caesar that he was allowing another leader in the country to take over Caesar's position. And that's what's behind a lot of the uh, satanic motivation behind these people. Excellent point you bring up. And also, is it not that Christ said to Pilate at one point, my kingdom is not of this world, that uh, we have a very spiritual kingdom and ours is connected to to the love of of Christ and it's the love that we take out to, to the world around us. Yeah, recently I was talking about C.F.W. Walther and his principles of law and gospel, and he made an interesting point. He said, when we're talking about our vocation, then we need to listen to the law, because the law tells us what time we're supposed to be at work, what duties we have, etc. In that sense, the law is very helpful. But when you try to use the law to get to heaven, then that is what's really wrong. So law and gospel, the distinction is pretty clear. Uh, Can you expand on that a little bit? Well, the law, of course, tells us our, our sins, and the gospel shows us our Savior. And I think in today's present situation, uh, I think you bring up a, uh, an excellent point there, is what, what is the Christian's duty? I mean, there are other things. There are lawsuits. There's the court system that we can use to, to right some of the wrongs that we see, especially in the instance of this uh, tragic event that happened over in Minneapolis. 
and uh, you also have legislation. You can enact laws if, if there's a law that's that's not covering the books of of, of somebody's rights. There's the elections. If you disagree with your mayor or you disagree with with uh, the governor and things like this, you can unelect them and, and run candidates that that, uh, that are more in keeping with uh, good government, if, if that seems to be a problem. In other words, there, there are ways open for the Christian to to carry forth under the bannership of Christ. Yes, and Christians can make use of those without going against the will of God, because God has set them up as part of the government. Romans 13 is really critical, because God has set up the government that is over us, and the government is giving us guidelines through God as to how to behave properly. And so I am happy that they're arresting more people who are taking advantage of the lack of willpower on the part of some of the leaders in the country because of their fear of offending others. And I don't know, how, how is Springfield, Illinois these days? Well, it, it, the rioting has been very minimal, and uh, the police have been on top of it. Uh, the businesses are a little bit more spread out that... Uh, they can't quite get to them, and and uh, definitely, you know, as you bring that up, there's quite a few of them that are uh, uh, law enforcement that that are Christians. Some of them are Lutheran. You know, uh, I get pulled over once in a while for my collar because I was slightly going over the speed limit. And they would say, Father, we'd ask that you slow down a little bit. And I'd look at them and say, bless you, and move on. But uh, many good policemen uh, in in our Springfield area that uh, that are Christians, that are Baptists, Lutherans, and uh, Catholics. So, you know, we definitely need to keep them in our prayers. But uh, they, it's been very minimal here. I think part of the problem we have in the States is television. I can hardly think of one program about police women where they're not living in sin. And that's just not the case with the police uh, women that I had in my congregation, etc. And so you get a reputation. Uh, if somebody just watches TV all the time and these criminal shows, I'm not saying there aren't some... Uh, police that aren't acting properly, but not the vast majority of them as shown on television. And our kids are growing up with that kind of understanding. And that's what makes them hesitant to become police and why they just really uh, don't have much respect uh, for them in some areas of the country. Right. And in my travels working for the district for many years, the Central Illinois District of Lutheran Church, Missouri Senate, took me to many cities, many parts of Central Illinois. And I found the police very engaging and easy to work with, uh, always very respectful, very uh, good uh, in watching over us and taking care of us. I, I have nothing but uh, gratitude for for the work that they do on our behalf of making sure that we have a peaceful society. Well, wasn't one of the congregations you had me preaching at 
a member was the chief of police of one of the cities? <laughs> yeah, he's now since uh, passed on to to his glory in heaven. But uh, oh, yeah, I did I not know police, that. You know, yeah, that was he's been on, but yes, he was in a small town near Havana, and yep. uh, I asked him once, uh, "What happens if if he, he has trouble?" And he said he's only a phone call away, seconds away from help from yep. uh, the county and the state. They they were there to help him, but but uh, he was kind of like the Andy Griffiths of, of Mayberry, if you ever watched that comedy series. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah. Trying yeah, to help been, yeah, that's kind of a fun one to watch. So the bottom line we have here is we are to follow the example of Jesus as much as we are able to, but not in order to get to heaven, because we are not getting to heaven because we follow his example. We are going to heaven because we believe the promises of the gospel. But following the example of Jesus is part of the life of sanctification, which means how we respond to what is going on around us in our environment. And therefore, you know, there's the three uses of the law, and we're really talking here about that third use, guidelines from God as to how we are to behave in a country that really needs Christianity right now as an antidote to the work of the devil. Well put. Couldn't say it any better than that. Yeah, you could. You could just repeat what I said. <laughs> That's true. That's true. All right. On tomorrow's Law and Gospel... Um, we're not in the studio, so we won't be having open mic, but I do have some emails that I'd like to respond to. God bless. Listen to Law & Gospel each weekday morning at 9.30 on KFUO. For a tax-deductible gift to Law & Gospel, please make your check payable to Concordia Mission Society and mail it to Tom Baker, P.O. Box 28910, St. Louis, Missouri 63132. To give online, visit lawandgospel101.com or call toll-free 1-877-267-1962. Views and opinions expressed on Worldwide KFUO may not represent the official position of the management or ownership of KFUO, the Lutheran Church, Missouri Synod. If you'd like to comment on programs or topics heard on Worldwide KFUO, write us at KFUO, 1333 South Kirkwood Road, St. Louis, Missouri, 63122. You can also leave a question or comment on our comment line at 314-996-1542. We are the messenger of good news, Worldwide KFUO.